I shaved my head. You shaved you shaved your head? Mm-hmm. Like Sinead O'Connor? Like I don't know who that is. Who is that? Uh oh okay, what about um damn. what's the actress that played uh G.I. Jane? I who played who played that? Demi Moore. Demi Moore played G.I. Jane. You remember that movie back in the day? She went into the army and she had to like chop all her hair off, like you mean like all your hair is gone? Yeah, I mean all my hair is gone. But I'll look that movie up. I like Demi Moore. She was bald. So you look like Demi right now. Demi Moore. Bald. Mm, it don't look like that. But when it was growing back a little bit, I see a photo where she got a few. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Why'd you uh, cut your hair? It just felt like time. It was like over processed and I was doing a lot and like dyeing it. And I normally do it. I've done it like four times before. But I also like the way it feels when it's like laying on the pillow and it feels all prickly and tickly. I like that feeling. So you like that that prickly pear feel? Mm-hmm. I do. On my head. I don't like that feeling anywhere else. Well, I guess, I guess it makes sense that you're not getting your hair pulled right now. So. Um, I really don't. That's not a thing for me. Oh, it's not. Hmm, you know, like choking and scratching and shit like that. But like pulling my hair, that's kind of, it's not comfortable. But the choking is. Y'all ready for hot topics? <laughs> <laughs> this is logic over everything. We made it here so you can make it through. All right. Let's do what we gotta do. That was nice, right, guys? I think that was an okay intro. That was cool. We'll go with it. I mean, you've been a co pilot, you know, on the weekend, so. Yeah, that's you good. Know. That's, that's good. Good. All right. We're taking the reins. That's the next one to start. Okay, we'll start off. This week in news Michael B. Jordan crashes Ferrari into a park here this week in Hollywood. When LAPD responded to the scene, no sign of drugs or alcohol were found, but they didn't perform a field sobriety test. No injuries were reported, so um, that's good, right? So he just he just ran to a car. Mm-hmm. It was parked. Parked. Uh, was he preparing for a new movie? Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't reported. So you know. I'm starting to think, because, you know, we reported about Tiffany Haddish, or Haddish, and now this. Maybe it's, like, L.A. streets. Because, you know, a lot of times cars park on the street. So yeah. maybe people are just kind of, you know, accidents, because it's just congested. I mean, I know, the, like, the, what's that, like, the 104, or 105, whatever that shit called. Mm-hmm. I know that shit is always backed up forever. So, like, you think they know how to drive out there, but I guess not. Um, or it could be like a brand new car. I feel like actors, when they get like a brand new car, um, a lot of new his cars, like like Tracy Morgan, as soon as he got his car, like, it was like a year or two ago, like, as soon as he took it out the park lot, like, he crashed. He crashed. Like. Damn. So, maybe it's par for the course. Also, I didn't know LAPD was a real thing. I thought that was just a show. <laughs> I, did, I really didn't. I was reading it and I was that kind of, that's what struck me in the story. I was like, oh shit, that's a real thing. I thought that was just a show. Um, 
Moving on. Deion Sanders and Tracy Evans announced their separation. The two have been engaged since 2019 and they've been together for about 10 years. So they both spoke kindnesses to each other and they are officially going their separate way. You know, I like these. I don't like hearing about divorces, but I do like like just being together and then you just kind of separate, go your separate ways without the drama. This is this is how you're supposed to do it if you're gonna go your separate ways. I like this. Uh, I mean, this should be because he didn't have a winning season in Colorado. And shit, so. I, feel, I feel like if he went to a bowl, but maybe she would have stayed. After 10 years, bro, that's what makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had, I mean, Dan was having such a momentous, you know, time right now with, you know, and the way the, uh, the team started out. I mean, I think, I think, I think, they, I mean, I think she was showing up to the games, at least the daughter was, like, every oh. week. Like, pictures, glamour, you know, all the celebrities were there. So, I wonder what happened between, you know, then and there. One thing I can attribute to it is that, you know, maybe uh fell short on the season. I'm not sure. Shout out to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything works out, everything's amicable. All right. Will Smith announced this week that the script for the sequel of I Am Legend has arrived and they're really close. Will Smith mm-hmm. also stated that Michael B. Jordan is in. This is dope. I love I Am Legend. I was I was a huge fan of that. I'm always interested in sequels because I always hope it doesn't damage the original movie. But how do y'all feel? Will y'all be tuning into this? See, that's what I'm talking about. I think Michael B. Jordan saw a zombie and, and ran into it. Ran it all. Just happened to hit the car. <sighs> do y'all think this movie will kind of like give Will Smith a good start? Or will I it mean, kind of go under the rug? Um, well, I, th- I think he needs this. He needs this to be a home run with everything that's been going on with him as of late. And I did like the first one, too. So, uh, this is a, it is a big risk, but, you know, big risk, big reward. So, uh, hopefully he does knock this out. I don't know where they're going to go from here, but I'm definitely uh, interested to see where they go. Definitely. And moving on, Angela White and Tiger reached a settlement in their long-awaited custody battle. Both parents have joint legal and physical custody of their son, King. Both have rights <clears throat> rights in the decisions that include health care and education. Angela will keep the son Friday through Monday. Tiger will have him the rest of the time. And Tiger will also not be paying child support. I think this is a dope ending to everything that they went through. I think this is good. I know we had a show before where I definitely stated I don't feel like he should be paying child support. So I think this ended good for both of them. Just me? No, that's good. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, 
seemed like a win-win on both sides. Yeah. All right. This week also began the trial of Jonathan Majors' assault trial. During the trial this week, recordings is played of his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Jonathan Majors was heard demanding his ex to act like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. Majors went on to say that he's doing great things for our culture and the world, and his girlfriend needs to support him and be great. Later in the week, more text messages were shown of the two going back and forth on whether she should go to the hospital or not. The text messages show that they were both agreeing to lie about how she got her injuries. What y'all think? It's a weird dude. <laughs> I mean, he is King the Conqueror, so yeah, kind of, kind of makes sense. So, so they both lied. I'm, I mean, she was asking him to go to the hospital, and then she was saying that she really needed to go, but she's willing to lie about her injuries. Um, he was kind of stating like. Nah, no matter what you say, they're not going to believe you. It's going to draw attention. So, you know, she ended up going and they're here now. So I guess he was kind of right. I don't fucking know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that guy. I don't, I don't want to say that. It's unfortunate. Cause I was yeah. just watching that cowboy movie on Netflix with him. And, uh, oh, dope. Are you talking about that Western? That Western he did, like, uh, they all fall, yeah. They all fall. It had some greats in there, it had a lot of newcomers. Like, he he did a really great job, and it's a good ass movie, yeah. Like, I really Regina King is in it. You got Ethan yeah, Selva, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. dope ass cats. Like, it started out action packed, it was believable. Um, it's it, this is just unfortunate, you know, it's really unfortunate. Um, I think he kind of like hit the ground running, not comparing him to Chadwick Boseman, but I think like last week when we were talking about how ch- quick, like once Chadwick got the opportunity, he took off, like Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors was doing that, like he was moving quickly. So I really hate that this kind of, this kind of put a damper on everything. A lot of people pulled from him. So mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I'm, I'm a big MCU guy, you know, the Marvel shit and you know, him playing Kane was, you know, I was very much so look, looking forward to that over the next, you know, four or five years. See how that played out with him. So, uh, I don't know what Disney's planning on doing going forward. And they're saying that they will get rid of him, but you, they might probably wait until the trial is over to, you know, quote unquote, bring him back or whatever. So, yeah. Based on the numbers, they're probably going to stop doing a lot of these comic book movies anyway. Uh, he's probably you know just a victim of what was going to end anyway so, yeah exactly because I know uh, Hollywood is going to be trying to move into the AI realm it's just it's in a in a cinema not to take it in that direction but just in a cinema wise way <laughs> these movies are costing too much money and if they don't make a hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. Disney not making their money back if you only right. make three hundred $50 million, which for a lot of movies is good. For one of the Marvel movies, that's not good enough because it no, costs $225, $300 million to make. 
Right, so they need a, 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 a building to have, you know. Yeah. Feel, feel yeah. Good. yeah. And then between that and the fact that the Disney streaming site created 18 different shows with alternative universes to, you know, further confuse people. <laughs> they just It's just kind of like an overflow of information. It just piled up on its site. Yeah. They're probably going to have to take some time out of that and go in a different direction or scale it down a little bit. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, For the brother, I, you stop texting shit. Like, what do you, why, why are these texts available? Why are you texting me? No one's safe, man. No one's safe. Um, these are things that could be a conversation. Like, you know, I'm not, I, I didn't see any of this. I'm not really aware of too much of it, but it, it seems like some of these things that are being used in court against you are things that didn't have to be available. Right. Yeah. I just feel like all these actors and actresses, I mean, y'all make movies for a living. And usually when y'all do like an espionage movie, you know, usually like two actors usually kind of like meet at a coffee house. You know? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you should yeah. take some of those type of tactics, you know, into your personal life. Um, implement those. Yeah. That's a suggestion, you know. Yeah. All right. Jay-Z celebrated his 54th birthday this week. Ho. I think that's dope. Happy birthday, big bro. Like, he's he's doing a lot. Have y'all, like, outside of his music and, like, producing, like, he has a long list of stuff that he's doing. I mean, on a day-to-day basis. Between, like, the the team and his music and producing movies and his liquor like he got a lot of shit going on at once i always think people like that are dope like him shaquille o'neal i used to admire diddy but you know (laughs) i just think it's dope when you can expand like you started out in one thing and then you just expand it over the years and it's become very lucrative for you like big ups to him yeah, for sure. Uh, I just hope uh, no ill will towards him. But I just hope all his uh, ducks are in a, are lined up because, you know, we've seen a lot of giants fall over these last maybe 10 years. Uh, yeah. Don't know. That's not what the future is going to hold, but uh, you know, shout out to him. All right. Well, Moving on, <clears throat> Buster Rhymes was seen this week on The Tonight Show performing with his three children. One daughter singing, another daughter was on the keys, and his son was rapping alongside Buster Rhymes as Buster was cheesing and rapping as well. This was a vibe. They performed their new hit song called Legacy. Did y'all happen to check that out on The Fallon Show? No, nah, I didn't catch that. It was really dope. Like, Buster kind of started out just like, rapping on his own and I always love Buster's like I don't know the raspiness in his voice and just he's just a good dude he's fun and he's always paying back like other people even like up and comers so like I just thought it was a dope family experience I like the vibe he got balls he's, he's a good dude yeah he's great artist but he's a good dude and you know what I'm saying like if that's what happened and he had his kids on the stage, that's that means you're probably a dope pop too. 
Yeah, man. Like I watched, I went into the Instagrams and like Fallon posted like all their Instagram names. And shout out to Fallon too, man. He be putting a lot of various artists on his show, um, especially ones of the black community. He's like all artists, all different types of music, all different types of genre. Like he he put a lot of people on. I don't know if people are noticing that. But he's given a lot of opportunities as well. But um, yeah, Buster Rhymes kids, they were all really excited about the moment. They're all invested in music. This just it's a dope family to watch. If um stay in your own lane was a person, it would be Buster. Like he definitely like vibes to the beat of his own drum. I like that. Yeah, I know when he had his uh his lifetime award. Uh I know his uh his kids was there, you know, front row. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he's uh seems like he's definitely a, a dope family man and all that. And I just love that him and uh Spliff, you know, remain close all these years, you know, so you know, real fallout. I'm sure they've had some disagreements like anybody else, but they remained uh that one too all this time. So gotta shout out to the legend. Too, man. Spliff was there too. The legend, man. Introduction, man. The legend. Absolute legend. We grew up with this guy. Absolute. Guy. Yeah, growing up with us, so shout out to him. Love that. All right. I don't know if y'all heard the underdogs. Snoop Dogg, George Lopez, and Mike Epps teamed up for an Amazon Prime movie, and that's the name of it. Um, Snoop Dogg plays a retired or ex football player, I believe. And um now he, he got in a little trouble. And the premise is he has to now coach a coach a league, and the spoofs and the commercials have been quite hilarious. So, y'all gonna check it out? I think that's a dope cast. I think that's a funny cast. I've seen the poster for it. I guess I think he's like all bloodied up on the poster or whatever. I, I thought. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't see that poster. <laughs> I didn't see that poster, bro. I just, I just haven't seen either today, earlier today, or maybe late yesterday. But I think I think it was for. But I didn't, I didn't look into it. But uh, I mean, that sounds sounds cool. Like, everything, every movie Snoop has been in, too much to me, pretty much been dope. So, so this should be another phenomenal outing. Another one. It comes out January twenty sixth. It's a good way to start off your year with a little laughter. Um, <clears throat> all right. Another woman has stepped up and accused P. Diddy and two other men of sexual assaulting her at the age of 17 in 2003. Jane Doe has shared that she's giving, she was given copious amounts of drugs and alcohol. Unlike the other complainants, Jane Doe has provided photos that places her at the alleged places during the alleged events. P. Diddy came forward and denies all claims and said people are trying to ruin his reputation while looking for a payday. Comments? Uh, uh, Jay, uh, once again, just uh, button down the hatches, buddy. Button down the hatches. This is the one. It's rough. It's rough. I don't know. It's rough. You got to... I don't know. From what I saw on the internet, and again, this is definitely something that I'm not keeping up with because I it's just too much salaciousness for my taste. But it sounds like she's saying she was 17 at the time, which uh-huh. 
is even worse because then that becomes, you know, transporting minors and, you know, yeah. statutory race state lines. Okay. Yeah, like Crazy that just stuff. it just it just makes it even a deeper, darker criminal link, as they say. So just hope the kid holds his head. I mean, I want to believe that these things are fake and that these people are making it up, but I don't know. I, mean, I really yeah. don't want to know. I just kind of, I probably feel very much like he feels, which is I just wish this would go away. I, I think this is the one, I'm not going to say that we were all waiting for, but when these complaints were coming out, She's the only one that hasn't, she's Jane Doe. She didn't come out with her name, who she is. We only seen photos of when she was 17. They're being very careful with sharing her information for whatever reason. Um, but in her court documents, yes, yeah, she did have the most specifics outside of Cassie. So, you know, I really hope, I really hope there's justice served, but I do feel like I, I, I don't know. You hope it's not real. Like these are people you look up to, man. These are people, and I don't. I don't know if look up to, maybe um, admire with like their business hustle, like how they build a brand from nothing. Like that to me is dope, and this is shit that like was in your prime years. Like I remember growing up, like anything P Diddy touched would just take off, and it was wild. He was like in the reality shows when they first came out. Like he was every fucking where, so. To see this, this is a lot. This is a lot. He's um, got to. <clears throat> I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I do think it's kind of weird. And this is just my personal opinion. It's just how I feel. But it seems like if you're going to cast this type of stone at someone at that level for this amount of money, your name should probably be used. But that's just kind of my particular take on it. I don't, you know, have any particular reason why I feel that way. It just seems, it, it makes it seem random in a way that doesn't seem helpful. Because, you know, this is a case where someone is claiming something specific about someone else at a very high level. And so to not have to, you know, put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. it seems kind of it it if you wanted to look at this as a setup if you wanted to look at this as oh some mystical magical bullshit things like that can help lend credence to that idea i think that's what i'm saying yeah you know jane doe you know you know i don't know who you are i don't really need to know who you are but because of the size of the case because of the indications of wrongdoing and because of the public nature of the person you, know, you kind of feel like everybody involved should be all in to the end of it but again that's just my opinion I don't know and I'm sure if I sat down and really really thought deeply about it I could think of a reason why this person's name shouldn't be used but it just seems a little weird you never know, like when you think about it, you don't know what kind of threats were made, allegedly. You don't know the gravity of her name coming out, like if her family's at risk. Like, I agree. 
I would imagine if you're in court, it's not like Jane Doe. I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure they know who it is. You know, I think this is yeah. I would, I would assume so. I would yeah. assume so. But at the same time, the fact that the name is being left out publicly while all the pictures and discussion of the actual case is being placed on Twitter seems mm-hmm. a little weird. It, it seems a little weird that that's the part we don't know, but we know everything else. Yeah, I get that. You know, and that's why I don't really like looking into this type of stuff. That's, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't work for neither one of these legal teams. So it doesn't benefit me to really do any type of research of any type about any of this because I didn't rate nobody. I didn't do nothing. But it does seem odd, you know, how it picked and chosen what kind of information gets to go to, you know, the core of public opinion. That's true. I get that. Yeah, because I mean, if they didn't, Jane Doe, a uh, homegirl that uh, was allegedly uh, sucking off Bill Clinton in the White House, I mean, in the Oval Office, I mean, why are we, you know, why are we withholding information now? So, yeah, it's, it's just why are we choosing what information and how are we choosing what information is being withheld? That's all I'm saying. It's, it's because everything else regarding this case, Kennedy could easily read out and like tell you. Because it's on Twitter. Like, you could just go look at actual court cases and documents while they're being used against the alleged perpetrator of, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all part of the case. Like, it's like every human being with a phone is part of the case, except the person who brought the case. Right. You're not part of it. Like, it's just a magical person. That seems. It just seems a little inauthentic, but again, that's just my opinion, and it's not, you know, that doesn't entitle anybody to anything or, or mean that anything needs to be changed or whatever. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, guys, moving on. This week, 26-year-old Lanisha Chantrice Henderson was caught trying to set fire to MLK's family home. That's Martin Luther King's family home. She has since been charged with arson in the second degree and criminal attempt interference with government property. Since MLK's home is federal property, additional charges may be added. Um, Note, but other than the gasoline being poured, like no actual fire was set to the house. So that's kind of like a real relief for me. Um, How y'all feeling about this? It's a weird world. It's really strange out here. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know how much further you can really take it because you know, as you've reported, Kennedy, I, there's, you know, we're not discussing the reasoning behind it or any particular claims of why that was done. Or, you know, I don't know why you would do that. I don't. Um, is this a black person that tried to do this? That's the thing. Like earlier in the week, they were like, mm, unknown woman. And then, like, two days later, the news broke and they put her face like, Lanisha? Like, she black. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. You see what but, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And not to confuse one thing for another thing, but do you see what I'm saying? It's like information 
being shit is a thing. It's a thing. And, you know, I would assume, and this is just an assumption, that if there was a white person that tried to burn down Martin Luther King home, the name of that person probably be, would be withheld for as long as humanly possible because that would lead to, you know, further discussions of things that, you know, lots of people on lots of sides in American politics and so on would not want to discuss. But, you know, they got a black face and they just threw that shit out there. Okay. You know. I mean, that's maybe, true, cause I, I will say that was my first thought when, like, the, when, when the news first broke and they just had her in the hoodie and the lighting was off, like, we couldn't really tell what race she was. I was like, okay, they're protecting As soon as the name came out, I was like, ah. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, and, I then, and then there should be, you know, not should be. I guess, I guess in a perfect world, I would like to know personally what brought about the idea of setting fire to Martin Luther King's home. I, I would just like to know where you were mentally or what you was thinking or, you, you know, what was going on in your mind? What statement are you trying to make? Because that's not, you know, there's stuff that we qualify as crazy and you have to be careful when you use that qualification. But, you know, there are things that we, as citizens, you know, qualify as like that's, quote unquote crazy a lot of, a lot of, she, she easily could be a Manchurian candidate and we don't know I don't know anything I, this is the first I've ever heard of it but what I'm saying is this from the outset just from hearing it right now seems like you know there's a statement in this somewhere like this isn't you know she passed a whole bunch of homes she could have set on fire to set this one on fire yeah if that makes any sense. It it just seems like it, it it's a little bit more than just I like setting shit on fire. Yeah, I like this is a particular up. home that, you know, this is this is, you know, it's it's just a little bit more particular and it rings a different type of bell. So you wanna know what kind of statement you're trying to make. What yeah, what uh, were you trying to say? What were you <laughs> what was the takeaway? Like yeah, I feel like if I do a deep dive, then I'll, I'll hope that I come across some, some significant historical date, you know, for that particular day that she decided allegedly yeah. to do this. So Yeah, like, what are you trying to say? What are yeah. you trying to say? And because there's a black person who tried to set fire to Martin Luther King's home, I'm willing to bet we'll never actually know or get any information further than we arrested that motherfucker and she and death. I bet yeah. you that's how far that'll go. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these things that happen and some of these people that do these dick dash and these things. Again, it seems like it's it's a tenuous relationship between the media and, you know, pinpointing what people are thinking and what statements they're trying to make when they do the things that they do. It's just odd. I don't know. But this is this is a very harsh statement and it's it's not okay. No, it's not okay to burn nobody house. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, like burning homes is a pretty shitty thing to do across the board. I mean, you know, this being Martin Luther King's home, it has a certain significance to it, but everyone's home has a significance to them. So, you know, burning anyone's home, then it's pretty shitty. But I got to believe that 
there was some level of thought in that I mean, somewhere. I hope I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know. These she's twenty six. She's twenty six. So like, I feel like any any answer that's given, I'm gonna be pissed regardless. Oh, of course, of course. The answer, you know, I, 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 I hope that it doesn't sound like I'm saying the answer legitimately to what you did. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't make the shit right. Like that don't. You're not really going to clean it up, but just out of sheer curiosity, you could burn your own house down. Like, what was the significance of this? One? Like, why did? I'm just saying. You know, I'm saying. Like, I know there are people. You know, they have the designation criminally as arson because there are people who just burn shit down. Like, there are people who do that. There are people who just set shit on fire and burn shit up. It happens. It, it's a thing. So I recognize that, you know, it happens. But you know, this particular home, it seems to you know, leave people shit alone, I guess is the point. Right? See? Facts. What the fuck is you doing? Well, on a brighter note, <sighs> Shohi Otani, aka Showtime, agrees to a $700 million contract for 10 years with Los Angeles Dodgers. Did y'all hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it this morning. Yeah, I just saw it not too long ago. Yeah. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Japanese. Yeah. I really don't. He's a Japanese player. Yeah, he's like a super baseball. Okay. Yeah. He's like super baseball player. I think he like he hits home runs, but he can pitch really good at the same time. So oh, I'm he's sure he's great. great. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I have no. They gave him like seventy a, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. super hybrid nigga. He's like he's yeah. an outfielder, but a, but a pitcher on Sundays and shit. So he does he does a lot. Does a lot. I believe it. To me, it's just more about, at least from my point of view, the significance of baseball in the culture in which I reside. Like, I don't know who that, you know what I'm saying? Like the understanding of who he is as an athlete or as a, I don't know. Like, you know, if somebody said we're giving Anthony Davis $700 million for 10 years, that rings bells with me. Like, I'm like, okay, I know who that is. Like, Shohani, Shotani, I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with what you do. Or, so, you know, $700 million is a whole lot of money. That's a lie. Good thing baseball doesn't have salary cap, huh? Oh, yeah, they get to do what they want. They get to do whatever they want. You pay them what you want to pay. You pay them what you want to pay them. And I hope he's good because you only got a certain amount of money, no matter how much money you got. That's all you got. I don't know who's going to be playing baseball with him, but. A 70 million year in the next 10 years. 70 million. 70 million. And baseball, that's supposed, to be, that, that's supposed to be guaranteed, right? Oh, it's that's all guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. It's all guaranteed. Sign the contract today, bro. That, that much I know. Not only is it guaranteed, but another team, if you, something go on and they don't want you no more, another team can just pick that up and somebody else can pay the rest of them. So and, and, even and if and your team don't want to pay it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even if your team just gets tired of paying it, <laughs> somebody else picks up the bill. Another person swoops in, okay, I got $70 million for it. That's why it's guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's gonna give me seventy million every year for two years. 
I don't know who. I mean, it doesn't really I matter. Just, I just feel like for us as black people, I think we do, I think we need to start the Negro League again because clearly we we're missing out on a major bag. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. That's I think that's the highest paid athlete ever. Like that's yeah, why. I mean, he just he, he just smashed Jalen Brown. We were just talking about Jalen Brown's contract. Oh no, that's the, five Jalen Browns. That's ten yeah, seven. That's five Jalen. That's yeah. five Jalen Brown. That's twenty that's, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty Kevin Garnett for like two years apiece. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's yeah. It's just it's, it's you know I think they gave Kevin Garnett like one twenty six mm-hmm. six, and they gave this dude seven hundred. For ten. And I doubt very seriously if he walked up to anybody on this cast and knocked on the door, you would know who he was. Other than the Brink's trunk that drove him in. Like that's how you would know. Like that must be that Shotani nigga, because it's a Brink truck outside with an Asian dude in it. (laughs) I you know, it's either him or somebody that built Microsoft. I don't know. It ain't a whole lot of those rolling around. No, not to me. Shout out to him. I think he's in um uh, he's a new balance. The face of the new balance. I think that's who that guy is. Yeah, I think that's who he is. He's got a oh, new got balance him. commercial out. Yeah, okay. I think he's that guy. Uh, that's why so, like you got a couple of checks coming in. Yeah. Welcome to America, kid. You're doing the right thing. Oh, that's one hell of a welcome for real. Yeah. Seven hundred million dollars. Do y'all have any? That's Asian almost a cousins? billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have any Asian cousins? Y'all can introduce to Luke. <laughs> Fuck that. The only thing I know in ja- Japanese is "gambete." <laughs> and I'll have to speak to them. <laughs> I gotta speak to them. I mean, do your best. I mean, do your best in Japanese. That's all I know. I lived in Japan. I never heard that one. Maybe it's because I was always doing my best. Maybe nobody had to gash me up like that. Ain't nobody had to. Hey, nobody gash hey, like hey, you. Hey, 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 bro, do your best. Like, no, I, I wasn't getting that. I was getting more like, you know, kawaii, cute, or kumpai, which is cheers when you drink. Whoa. Uh, I already got dogazamas, which is thank you, excuse me, my bad. Big black dude, but you, you, but you never got the the DJ Khaled treatment. You're the best. You didn't, you didn't get none of that. Oh no no no! I no no I didn't. Or or do your best, which yeah. <laughs> like she sneezed. I never have heard that. Do mm-hmm. your best. Do better in life. Like I I didn't I didn't yeah, know he had no affirmations. Like, no affirmations. So. I feel like a black person said that to you and then told you that's what that meant. That's I don't not know what if happened. I don't even think that's accurate. One of my pilots, because they were saying like Chinese and Japanese, like there's so many dialects. Oh, hell yeah. Like I didn't realize because I was like, oh, I'm going to learn this. And he was like, wait a minute. It's a lot. It's so I tried much. To learn, I tried to learn kanji. It's, it's a lot because between the Chinese and Japanese dialect, there are some exchanges. And then mm-hmm. there are different versions of the language that they speak versus the language that they write. Yeah. And then there are different levels of people who are taught to speak them. So it's like the kids aren't taught to speak all the different, you know, like you have to take classes for that. 
Yeah. It's a lot. Look at us diving in deep on different languages and shit. We smart. We don't live and travel, bro. Yeah, I seen that shit. It, you know, it, it was nothing cooler than going in a bar and writing some kanji shit for a bit. Like, they found that shit amusing as hell. To just see a black dude walk in a bar and just, you know, <laughs> start talking to them or write their shit down. You know, cultural exchange type. He was on your uh, Atari, you know, Atari Hanzo, you know. He was... yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of, you know, you say arigato, like, we say arigato. It's kind of dope experience. Seven hundred million dollars. That nigga's not never gonna speak none of that shit ever again. <laughs> Shut up. Not a hundred million dollars. He'll say whatever the fuck he wants. And you better he's pretend like you he's understand. In the hills. He's he's headed to Calabasas right now. As we oh, headed to. He just bought it. That shit's mm-hmm. named Shotani Bassett. Seven hundred. That's almost a billion dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. It took uh, well, he probably is 30 years. Depending what that contract like Michael Jordan did there. It took yeah, like yeah. 30 years for Michael Jordan to get there. It 35. Like, you know, 35. 17 years and multiple revenue streams to get, you know, a LeBron there. It I... took 25 years and three solid revenue streams from like Lincoln and Nike to get Tiger Woods there. This dude is like there, pretty much. He's three hundred million away. It took it took forty five years off the years for Magic. To forty five years exactly. for Magic. Exactly. This is dope shit. Yeah, that's generational wealth to the max, bro. To the fucking max. Arigato. To play a game <laughs> that I won't even see. I can't shut up. Won't even see it. I I won't even know when he's doing. He will make it seventy million dollars a year to do. That's wild. I would love to just to watch him sign that contract. That's dope. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. That must. You're right about that. That must be. There's probably very few feelings in life that can compare to something like writing your name on a check for seven hundred million. Like that. <laughs> that's you can't even. And didn't play little. You can't even pretend like you get that. No. Didn't play no. No. No Seven Eleven. No Johnny Rockets. No. No. Mobile no gas station. Nothing. No nothing. No. Like nothing. as soon but, as I would sign a check, I would just go to a hotel room somewhere and just chill the fuck out. And just soak that shit in. There's really nothing I can do right after that that would fulfill what just I mean, happened. How many days would you need, Kennedy? I mean, how many days I, at the hotel? Would you... I mean, I gotta get ready for sports. I gotta go to practice now. Like, but I mean... do you? <laughs> you have to get ready. Do you really? He's got seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's guaranteed. guaranteed. Do you have to get ready for sports? I mean, I think when you say go to the hotel, do you mean like buy a hotel? Seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> Like, I don't even, I don't even think, you know, when you say I got to go sit down at a hotel, no, no, I don't even, no, no. Like, I can't, I can't spend it because I want, like, I can't, like, you just signed. So, like, I know it's coming. I have to go sit somewhere. I got to go sit somewhere and soak this. I might, I might actually, I might just go to my mom's house and be like, yo, 
<laughs> like what the fuck? Like I gotta soak that shit in. I might need like a month, my nigga. Like what? <laughs> Until the check clear, I'd still be like, all right, I just signed some paper. Like I need my mom to be like, God, like it's coming. <laughs> like just relax. Like what? Now again, now again to be clear, because you know this is what I think. I'm not 100 percent up to date on you know baseball players' pay schedules and shit like that. Like I know a little bit more about basketball or football. But it would seem to me if it's along the lines of sports, you know, they didn't just like give you seven hundred million dollars. Like, you know, you get like a yearly salary, probably monthly pay, if not right. game play for the week. Or, you know, I don't know exactly how they structure that. But just in the end, the funding is going to equal seven hundred million dollars. And what I'm saying is I think you probably feel like you would want to talk to your mom about that or just kind of like sit. I got to. That's me. I got to. I got to fuck out. $700 million. You don't got to do anything. (laughs) Ever again. (laughs) Ever. Like nothing. To me, that's what that feeling must be. Is I don't have to do anything. Anything, nothing. Yeah. I don't have to play baseball. I can just show up in this bitch, get this seven hundred million dollars, and go home. Like yeah. if I love baseball, which I'm assuming he does, and I'm good at baseball, which I'm assuming he is. You know, you practice and do all of these different things. And, but the ability to say to yourself in a logical voice at a logical pace without any sarcasm or you know nothing just I'm going to die rich (laughs) and my children will probably die rich and their children have a really 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 great potential to die rich yeah that's got to be overwhelming for them like that's got to be overwhelming. I don't. I don't think Mama House could do that. Like I, I don't know. Like I think that's above anything you can know. You know what I'm saying? Like that changes that. Mama. mama don't got a house now. Like Mama lives wherever fuck. Mama, where would I go? Mama live on the moon. Seven hundred million dollars. Well, Paul, you, you could go broke a couple times. Like and still have money left over. That's that's the crazy thing. Like you could waste a hundred mil and still be good. It's fine. And I'm a strong believer to the listeners. I'm a strong believer that one of the things that happens is when you come to this type of money, there are a lot of things out there to spend this type of money on that someone like me wouldn't know because I don't have this type of money. It's not like you're going to turn on the TV and see Maserati commercials or Lamborghini commercials. But, you know, when people get this kind of money, they manage to find their way to the Lamborghini. So, like, I feel like when you hit this level, the systems that play and prey upon this type of bread, they just become apparent to you. Yeah. But that's so much money that you can kind of fuck, I think that's what Info saying, is like that's kind of enough money where you can fuck around and find out about some of this shit and it still be alright. That's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I made this, you know, I put $73 million into a housing market and did some shit and tried to flip some houses and it didn't work. Oops. 
good thing there's 673 <laughs> other million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oops. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, he, like, yeah, you could try the most wildest ventures that yeah. man has ever created and see if it works. And, huh. Hey, huh. Yeah, the opportunity to get even richer yep. is closer to you than it'll ever be to any else because you exactly. can take chances that nobody else can take. You can, you know, go to the what's that white dude that bought Twitter? Like, you know, let's turn Twitter into Shotani. Like, you can fund that. Yeah. Like, that's. That's I mean, it's wild. Like, bro, is twenty nine. Not married. I was so tiny. He's not married, right? Ah, uh, um, he no can. Kid. Like, no. I don't think so. Yeah, like some it? Hawaiian girlfriend briefly. Like, you know, I don't know if that's still going on, but still, like, oh, you are oh. making. If I if I was him, there. if I was him, who's going to leave now? Right. <laughs> if I was him, I go buy my space right now. Bring it back. So tiny space. You could do anything. You can, you, it's going to be, I guess the point of what we're saying here is that it's going to be interesting to see what you do next. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what $600 million, $700 million means to you. Especially since this isn't, you know, a dude from, you know, I want to say, you know, culturized or cultivated, you know, through American structure. Like this might, you know, your mindset might be different. Your background is probably definitely different unless they mine. So, you know, what you decide to do with the 700 million could be completely different from what I would like to think I would do. Thanks. All right. Last portion of the night, legendary screenwriter and producer, Norman Lear passed away at 101 years old. For those that don't know, Lear is responsible for great fucking hits, such as All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, and Different Strokes, man. He had, he, he had an eye. And when I say an eye, for me, I don't know if y'all agree, the shows that he produced were you were put in exactly where they were. You could feel where they were. All in the family, you know, this white family trying to incorporate like their black neighbors at the time. Like you felt the awkwardness and you felt like that tension. Black families trying to come up and try to be from completely poor. He put on like this well middle-class, like up and coming uh, black business owners and like the strife they still had to encounter it like he had a dope eye for these shows so you know rest in peace mr lear but um those are those are great shows i can't be the only one that did y'all love these shows because i did no i didn't love any of those shows but <laughs> what i do think what i do think is important to offer is that you see the legacy that he he laid out with television and you recognize that no one will ever be able to reproduce that. Like no, no. one will ever, there'll never be another Norman Lear because America's just not like that anymore. That level of racist discussion, and, you know, the candid level of, of, of racial discussion on both sides, on all ends, black, white, Polish, you know what I'm saying? Like all this different type of, just, just it, the market just doesn't cater to that anymore. 
You just can't it, talk like that on TV. It's only successful in time. It's only mm-hmm. successful in its own capsule. You can't be like hamburger head. Um, yeah. He grows. You can't. Like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the stuff that, like, yeah. Sanford and Son show between yeah. Red Fox yeah. and Grady, that shit would yeah. not fly today. You just can't do that. You it's just capsule. can't do that. No. And I think that's really what makes you a legend is is what you did with your time and how you affected the culture as a whole in your time. And he had a huge, huge effect yeah. on race relations in this country through television. These shows that you're talking about revolutionized television, which, you know, Television was the thing before the internet that, you know, shook the world up. So, you know, to be able to say that you was one of the pioneers, you know, that was on the forefront of this new technology called television that just took it to the levels you took it. It was amazing. And again, society will not allow for this type of content to be displayed in this way ever again. So that's a one-on-one. Like, it's never going to happen again. That's fact. You really didn't like the shows, bro? I loved. I love the shows, bro. I love all of them. All race baiting shit. It's just all race baiting. It was just all. It was. And I think it was was important because it allowed for people to be comfortable with the ways that they already talked and the things that they already thought. Like, you know, you watch the Jeffersons, for instance. People acted like that. People talked like that. People thought like that about black people that got rich overnight and you know what I'm saying like it, it it spoke on a lot of level about the social constructs that you know was going on in the mid 70s going you know what I'm saying like it it was accurate I think what you said was the best it was a castle like that was kind of the thought process and the, the ideals and you know the surface basic level thought processes of people in that time like that's how people was moving like that's how people was thinking like that's what was going on outside of you know super intellectual shit and all this other shit like that was and I think a lot of people found that shit entertaining because it was relatable and I think there's something to be said about I I mean for me at least I love finding laughter and pain I love finding laughter or some sense of humor or happiness with real shit. And I I don't even think I realized, like, you know, you watch the shows with your folks when you're younger and you hear, like, the laughs in the background, so you kind of laugh. You're like, oh, that's funny. But as you get older, when I played them back, at least in my 20s, some of this shit was real shit. And they still find, like, a punchline or a joke or, like, you know, we kind of laughed it off. At least for me with Good Times, like, JJ was somebody like he was an artist. I paint, I sculpt, like in my spare time, like that's a hobby. And it's one of those things where like watching him be in the hood and like try to just still focus on the talent that he had and grow. That was something that put fire into me. And I was glad that I had a mom that was similar that would put money to the side for certain projects that you want to do or like whatever that is that fueled you. You know what I mean? So like... I'm yeah. from the rent party generation. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And that's what made it relatable is that people, by and large, especially in that time, but some people now, I guess, could connect with the content. But 
you know, at the core of all of it, when you say all in the family and this and that, you know, it's basically just introspective shit about people's families and how yeah. people live. You know, and like, if you look at it from the outside, it's not, at least, you know, from this era with my mentality that I'm using today, looking at that, it doesn't seem like it's so otherworldly or magical. No, you just took some poor niggas and a rich white man adopted them and then they did a show about it. That doesn't seem, you know, super magical. Like, wow, like that's not really that crazy. <laughs> but at the time, I think it probably was. I think it probably was super magical, both to rich white people and two poor black people who was like, wow, I wonder what that would be like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder what I would do. Or I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it kind of connected with people because the content really reflected the era that the content was created in. So again, what you said, I think, was the best thing. It, it's a capture. It's yeah. a capture. When they bury him, they're burying him with all the... I think, um, shout out to Marlon. Shout out to um, Marla Gibbs. I think she's actually the only she's the only living cast member from the Jeffersons. She played Florence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Roxy, uh, Roxy Roker. That's uh, Lenny Kravitz's mom. So, um, shout out to them, man. Which is wild. Have you ever I I would have never seen that. (laughs) That's dope. you just see Lenny Kravitz and you see his mom and you don't see it. <laughs> you just don't. I mean, I'm going to be honest about it. It's, that's your mom and you love her. And I'm not talking negatively about her or anything like that. But that's the, the mixture. You didn't see it coming out like that. Nobody did. Nah. This nigga look like he's 38 and he's 65. <laughs> I mean, he's she probably slimmer now. The show too, man. Like she yeah, she did. Well, like she had like a... Yeah, Mom body, like like she was, my mom was six foot. So her being like a tall, yeah, um, like black, like and just yeah, she was dark dark, yeah, yes, Pretty. like it, it was nice dope. teeth, everything, yeah, she was gorgeous. exactly, she was a beautiful, gorgeous lady, gorgeous, gorgeous lady. I can remember the Jet magazines that used to be in my grandparents' but back when I was a kid, and you know, she had married the white dude, and like that was on the front of one of. I remember that. It mm-hmm. looked, the, the optical from, you know, a kid, I must have been six or seven. You look at it and it just, it's like, wow, that looks different. Like, you know, it's not what I see at home. It's not what I see in the hood. It's not what I see around the way. But, you know, neither here nor there. Normally, it was 101, right? Mm-hmm. 101. Yeah, I feel All like right. him and Aaron Kissinger were going back and forth to see who could live longer because both of them were 101. When they pass and they both pass long, one. That's long. It's a long ride. I wonder what he thought about television now. Yeah. It's interesting, man, because well, that's another topic. <laughs> another show. It, it it is interesting. I I wish, and I guess I'll have to do more research. I just want to know if his thing was creating a platform for us. Or monetizing, and I'm not trying to be. I'm going to go with the monetizing. I'm not going to be. My money's on monetizing because I don't necessarily agree with everything that Tyler Perry puts out. 
I feel like there's a monetization on that. However, there are parts of his stories that I feel like were a slap in the face to the Black community, but also, like, it, it started out as awareness, and then it became so repetitious that I was like, okay. Like, it was in the plays. It was in the movies. Like, it's always like a crackhead, somebody drunk. But after watching his documentary and interviews and knowing his life story, I think it was more so like therapy for him and playing out his life. That's Absolutely. what he experienced. That's what he wrote about. He knew his audience. He knows his audience. At the end of the day, I'm not the biggest Tyler Perry fan, but I don't knock him because he knows his audience. He knows I'm not watching this shit. He don't care. He's not out here trying to gain my attention. And when I say me, I just mean people who might not necessarily align with his storyline or, or his visions for, you know, stories and, you know, the storytelling and, and, and you know, the objects and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't align with none of that. But he knows the people that do. And he speaks directly to the people who do. And he made a ton of money by specifically speaking to markets which had previously gone unspoken for. Like right. nobody was speaking to them. Like the church choir crew, like they didn't have television shows. They didn't have networks. They didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? Like all you had was church plays. That's the only right. place you could get that kind of content. He said, I'm going to bring that content to the movie screen, to the this, to the that. I'm going to make a network of shows just yeah. dedicated to this kind of content, to this type of viewer. And, you know, good on him. Like, it made him quite a lot of money. Like, he held everybody down from all those church plays. I've seen multiple things from them people saying that, you know, there were times when he couldn't pay him to do these plays and they were going from one city to another and they were putting nickels together to get food. And yeah, when he sold that to TBS, he got 111 episodes up front so that those people could get paid royalties for the rest of their life. They don't never got to do shit ever again. Nice. And, and, I, he, and he wrote that into the thing. He got the 111 episodes. I think it's 111 episodes that you have to have of a television program to put it into syndication and allow yeah. other broadcast networks to sell it, to to buy it, and then to, you know, let their viewers view it. And he got that up front. So that all those people that he couldn't pay back in the day will have money in their pocket forever. And I don't even know the names of these shows. Like, I don't even know. I've never seen none of that shit. Like, <laughs> I, that shit is irrelevant to me. But I know people and I'm related to people right. who check for that shit, who love that shit. Who's all about that shit? You know that shit hit them somewhere special in their heart, and there's a lot of money for the person who can, you know, speak directly to their market. Right. I mean, I definitely agree. I really do feel like he saved the family from Kirk Franklin and the family. Because well, you know, he got Tamara Man, he got the husband, he got yeah. Soulful singers yeah. from the church, like he definitely. Yeah, he got whoever, he got yeah. whoever, whoever want to ride the ride, got to ride the ride. Yeah. And he's looking out for himself, and they're you know going forth and looking out for their people. Yeah. He put them in positions where they could you know go in their own direction. You know, this Pamela Man. The only reason I know who she is is because she got five other shows on some network doing some other shit. 
What? Like she got her own shit. Yeah, she do her own well, shit. Well, you know what? Yeah. Franklin is yeah. from Texas. So yeah. Tamla Mann has, like, she was in the church. Like, I remember being younger. I only really moved here, and Kirk Franklin was putting out, like, cassettes, VHSs, like, so I think it's you know it's a little different for me. Yeah. I've been I've been hearing her voice since I was like three. Yeah. But when she came out on Tyler, I remember because of like the outfit she was wearing. She would always wear like these, like you know, church woman dresses. I call them Miss Mary Mac dresses, yeah. but she was in church. You know what I mean? And yeah. I remember those VHSs, and I remember them recording it in the church, and like her hitting these notes. So when I saw her on Tyler Perry, I was like, How did he get her? How did he know to get hurt? Like because that's what you wanted. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know your audience. <laughs> so I know what my people want. That's the type of touch that you do for your audience. You know what your audience is into. Not just specifically in what I'm doing, but you know, in generalities of what people are doing. So I'll okay. go get other people that you into to come into the fold of what we're doing and then connect them to my brand. I connect to their brand. We all blow up. And you, as the viewer, or you know, whatever, you get the collection of things that you like together. Yeah, okay. it's, you know, and he's getting super, 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 super paid for that shit. Like yeah. super fucking paid. Like, yeah, you got like it's preposterous how much money he has yeah. behind church plates. Behind church, and it's, that's what it is. He'll look you in the eye. And, you know, I did what I did and I just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. And they was telling me don't do it. And they people wasn't paying for it. And I just kept doing it. It's crazy to know it. like Tyler Perry is worth one billion and this dude just signed for seven hundred million. <laughs> that's that's what I tried to say. That's what I tried to say is that you're talking about a person who put the you know, and this is not to take away from Shotani's ability or the of effort course. that he put into playing of baseball, course. just because I don't know anything about baseball, doesn't mean that it's easy. I don't believe that it's easy to do. I don't think they just randomly picked a dude and gave him $700 million. I'm pretty sure there's some measurables in there that suggest that he deserves every dollar. Right. And unfortunately, unlike other sports, baseball is far more equitable to the people who deserve the money. Facts. You know, LeBron James should make $700 million too. Agreed. You know, Michael Jordan should have made seven hundred million dollars too. Mm-hmm. But you know, equity and and you know availability and salary cap and fit, you know, whatever. But you say Tyler Perry did these things for you know the better part of twenty years before he really hit, and then another fifteen years after that, you get the studio, and then you know we're talking about your worth a billion dollars. That doesn't mean you have a billion dollars. That means, you know, your equity, state, stocks, all of that equals up to a billion dollars. Shotani has or will have $700 million. Like, it's not equity. It's not housing. It's, it's not his car. It's not his house. It's not it's stocks. It's not bonds. It's cash. $700 million in cash. You're liquid. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they say. Like, you know, how much cash do you have on hand? $700 million of cash. I'm almost certain, like, just from that contract being released, like, shit, like, tickets are going to skyrocket. Bitches are just going to be going to baseball games. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. 
And baseball is, I don't know if you've ever been to a game. It's, it's not that bad to really sit and watch. Even though I still don't know what the fuck is going on and I'm not really paying too much attention to it. It's usually nice outside and, you know, they got beer and shit. So it's a pleasant experience. But $700 million. That's crazy. $70 million a year. For the next 10 years. Even I if think Bob Iger, the president of Disney, make like $7 million a year. And that's preposterous. That's a lot of money. $7 million every year is a lot of money for a year. But this dude got 70 million every year for 10. I love it. And might still play baseball after that. He might get more money. He might get another bag from somebody. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, seven years from now. Endorsement? You said he's 29? Yep. Nine and seven is six, so he'll be... Just about 40. You might get a little, you know, like a small bag from somebody. Like, you know, maybe not the maximum amount of money again. But you might get squeezing three million dollars out these niggas. Especially if you're in good shape and you play well, you know, it's baseball. No, especially if you win one, win a championship with the LA Dodgers, like that alone. Yep. It's going to yep. back to one of the main uh, endorsements alone. Like. Yep. But that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's the equity that they share with the players. And again, it's not all the players. It's, this dude is getting $700 million. Ain't nobody else on the fucking team getting that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this dude. And then whoever they can buy for like $8. It's going to be a whole bunch of $8 niggas playing next to this nigga, which is going to make it a little weird to try to win. But we'll see what they do. I mean, there's probably a way that I don't know that they'll figure out. Hey, Magic Johnson part of right. That's just part of their ownership group. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, if they win, mm-hmm. you know, he then bought, I guess $70 million, million dollars is worth it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Life changing like just I, I ain't even I'm really good at imagining the words, my nigga. Like I ain't even I'm, I'm like when I read that shit, I was like, what? I saw it this morning because it was on my phone, the ESPN highlight shit. And I'm one of them type of people who if I really think about it and sit down and really reflect, there's you know a large amount of situations that maybe I haven't been through, but I think I have a decent ability to kind of place myself in the situation to some degree and at least be able to see some avenue at which, you know, my personality would deal with the situation or, you know, like what I would do. Like, you know, I'm not one of the people that's like, I would absolutely, it's not really that. It's also like, if I was in that situation, I can understand why somebody would do this, or I can understand why. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm more of that type of person. Signing a check for seven hundred million dollars, like I don't know. I don't know how to even put myself into. It. Like I don't know. Like when you said you would go to your mom's house, I think you think that, and I'm not saying that you're lying, but I don't think you really do, because that's seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> I think I, 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 that's the last place I'm going. I don't know if I'm leaving the room. 
I don't know if I'm leaving the room. I, I don't know if I want to leave the room where I just signed a check for $700 million. Bring my mother go, here. I got to go somewhere safe. Bro. Bring my mother here. No, uh, I am safe. It's $700 million in here. Uh, I'm man, safe like, than a motherfucker. Uh, no, I don't want I'm my safe mom, no, shit. I feel like, Bring my I feel mother like, here. Bring no, everybody no. here. Fly no, the no. world here. Fly them here. I'm good. We're good. These white people just signed me a check for seven hundred million dollars. Ain't nothing gonna happen to these white people. I'm fine. <laughs> Bring my mother. I, I feel here. like me. I feel like me signing something that high. Nah, I don't want nobody around me because I feel no. like at, at that at that very moment you become John Wick and the whole world is after you. Like, uh, and I and I think that that could be the case for us. I think that that could be the case for certain people with certain individuals, certain mm-hmm. ways. But mm-hmm. Shotani, I don't feel like that's the case. I don't think you're John Wick at all because I don't think out out of people who follow that sport. There's a whole bunch of people that's just walking around here trying to figure out where Shikani is. Like, you got to check 700 million in his back pocket. I don't think that's the case. I think you're pretty cool. I, you, I don't you know. Like don't but that joint came across my time. I wasn't looking for Shikani this morning, but that joint, sure yeah. enough, came, came on my ticker this morning. Like, I think I the worst looking. part about it is when it comes across your ticket, everybody else that plays professional baseball sees that shit. I think that's worse. I think yeah. that's the worst part. It's everybody's like, oh, this is what we paying, nigga? Okay. <laughs> like, what he Mike Trout. <laughs> like Mike Trout is somewhere like yeah. that. Fuck. Right. Just, I had to look at the, I had to look at the name twice. I'm thinking it was a UFC nigga for a second. Yeah, I didn't I got 700 million for no UFC yeah, nigga. That, that, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like so tiny, the baseball dude? And yeah, yeah. like, that's crazy. So like Kyle Ripping got to be turned over in his bed right now. But Kyle mm-hmm. Ripping, was a hell of a baseball player. He, hey, he barely no, saw forty. He barely, like, nah. he barely saw forty because A Rod got like what two fifty mil. Yeah, he yep. was the first. He was like the first big one to uh, pull right. to really. But everybody after, I, you know, there's there's always steps to it. That was for ten. That was for ten years too. So like, yeah, you're saying like this man's stats is like better. Like, yeah, that's yes. crazy. Yes. That's that's what you're saying. Like that's what you can actually say is that this dude is projected, at least by the LA Dodgers, to be ten times better mathematically, if you look at the money, like ten times better than A Rod. That's wild. That it's wild that you have seven hundred million dollars. It's wild that you <laughs> you know are in a sport where you can give a guy whatever amount of money you want to. And the amount that you guys agreed upon was seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. So I imagine. So what are the ticket prices at Dodger Stadium? The grief seven hundred thousand dollars. How much is the popcorn? Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, just, just making sure. Just asking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like you got to recoup the money, man. Like you yeah, got to get money yeah. back because like, yeah. you know when you don't have a salary cap, that means that this money is probably coming more so. From a combination of ownership, retail, and fans, and then whatever money the what's that the MLB in general they probably have profit sharing just like the NBA or the NFL yeah, course, where you yeah. know all the teams get a certain amount of money for the market share blah 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 blah, blah blah. So you know there's probably a kickback for that too. But seven hundred million dollars, those dudes are probably paying him. A large portion of seven hundred million. I can say, like, I've honestly never bought a ticket to like an actual game. I usually buy like the cheap tickets at like the spring training. 
because those yeah. like to get like on the floor is like 80s to 90s so like you know yeah. I can see those going up a little bit but it's never crazy because it's just spring training but yeah well, like the actual uh, ticket itself uh, I've never bought oh, one uh, 350 uh, million dollars as we speak right now i think we should invest into the investors and all get ourselves a showtiny jersey and find a baseball card and maybe hold, hold on to those things you could do that the problem with baseball cards and things of those nature is it's worth money but it's only worth money to the people who it's worth money to hey, so it's, you know, somebody, yeah but you got to find that person you gotta find it, and then yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's usually you know what I'm saying like it's 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 system to it, and it's it's like sneakers or anything else. Like it's a system to it. Yeah, of course. You save it, and then you wait, and then you hope in 250 years there's somebody that's willing to pay a million dollars for a Shokani jersey. Like that's what you hope. Hey, might be an Asian billionaire. 10, 10, 15 years from now, looking for that. I mean, what's crazy is like. Right now, like the most expensive ticket for a game would be like fifteen hundred dollars. Like that's cheaper than a Beyonce ticket, money. Okay, but Beyonce tickets are retarded. Pardon me, Beyonce ticket prices are Uh, extremely are extremely expensive to me. That's very expensive. Now I'm not saying it's not worth it. If that's your thing, if that's your jam, that's your jam. Do your thing. I'm not going to yuck your yum. But fifteen hundred dollars for anything to see somebody else do something else and then go home and sit your ass there is a lot to me. Well, at a height, that, at a height, well, how, much, how, how much would you pay for a Janet Jackson ticket at her height? $1,500. All right, there you go. I yeah. seen her kind of right before her height. It was the first concert I ever went to at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Mm-hmm. I must have been nine. I had on a gold chain <laughs> with a Hawaiian shirt, some pants, and some white slip shoes that was so clean. I, I was the cleanest motherfucker in that bitch. Did she see me in a box seat? Did she see you, though? Did she see you? Yes, she saw me. She fucking saw me. She's fine. Long story short, long story short, my great aunt and my great uncle used to work for a dude named Mr. Snyder. And Mr. Snyder owned the Philadelphia Flyers. And he had ownership in the Orioles group. Mm. So like when they built a new stadium, Mm -hmm. we all had pictures of the stadium before they built it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like the first coat I ever had, walk around New York in a Philadelphia Flyers starter jacket. And we was the only ones that had them. And niggas was like, what are you doing? But... (laughs) We had tickets because Mr. Snyder ran shit in Pennsylvania, like ran, ran shit forever. My cousin at the time, my cousin Fidel worked security at the stadium, amongst other things. He did a whole bunch of other things. Shout out to him, cool dude, biggest fuck, gay as fuck. Got these tickets for me and my cousin Malika, and they were like box seats to the right, but they were like deep right. So when she came out and like moved the stool and then they dropped the light down and she mm-hmm. sat on the stool and sang, come back to me. Oh, and like, come back to me. On her left. Ugh. And she looked over at us and then we all screamed. 
Like mm. we the whole and 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 let me tell you, this box, it was just the three of us in the box. But you know what heard about Yeah, he didn't oh. hold yeah. We had trays of food, everything in the box. But it was just mm. three of us in the box. There was nobody else in there. It was like his box. And when we screamed, it was just us three screaming, huh? And this was like right before the 19, what was that, 1980, 89 tour? Yeah. It was right before. It might have been a leg of it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I was kind of young. So it might have been a leg of the tour. But I believe it was before that tour. Because I don't remember, you know, some of the songs. It was a lot of control songs. It wasn't a lot of the newer album songs. Yeah, the but, next, the next album, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to cap all of that off, I would have paid any amount of money to see her because she's great. There you go. But all I was right. also ace. We're going to end the night with a quote of the show. Life's like an ice cream cone. Just when you start licking, it drips all over you. That's from different strokes. Okay. You would find um, it. You would find I, it. What? What? Okay. That's facts. That's life. No, that's ice cream cone. But okay. <laughs> I mean, we can go with it. If that's what you want to do. So many of the shows that you saw after that tried to do some, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you know, if he had any impact at all for Row, it, it was in the quality of programming and the designs of programming. Like all the shows that came out after were shows that were trying to be like this nigga shows. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what we was trying to do. Everybody wanted, you know, you had like Maud and all these other things that was trying to be all in the family, you know, Roseanne. Like that's what that was. That's what that was trying to be. Like that's, yeah. like it created the pattern. Like, this is what you do. This is how you do this. Like, this is how you put the content together. This is how you get the content to the people. This is the language you use. This is the cultural whatever. Like, he did that. Like, he, he put his shit there. Um, listeners, 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 thank you so much for listening. Um, I think I speak for everybody on the cash when I say thank you so much for your listenership. We appreciate it as a group, as a unit, as a motherfucking rap label. Um, as your earliest convenience, if you could go to your local DSP, our most comfortable digital streaming platform, please go to the LOE Sports Network and click subscribe. And then in the search bar, tap in Logic Over Everything and subscribe to that as well so that we can continue to develop this content for you guys. And you ladies, thank you very much. And us too here are looking for a $700 million bag. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And remember, nice. you can sip it or throw it away. But don't throw it away because, as my brother M just said, we're trying to get seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> so try to keep some of it. Just let it hit the back of your throat. We okay. Out. I'm not really gonna say all that. <laughs> I had to make that shit grow. <laughs> Just let it slide down. Okay, come on. Oh, all right, hit the button. Somebody hit the button. Hit the button. Come on, bro.